Hello, hello, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Questions and Answers here with me. And I hope you're having an incredible day. I hope this episode just helps you through that incredible day and continues that on. So, without further ado, I have two great questions for you today. And the first isn't a specific question I got from um, any one specific person, but it's kind of some confusion I saw on many of my social security videos. So, it is about spousal benefits. So, just a little background. Basically, when you are thinking about social security, there's generally two types of benefits that people can be eligible for. First, if you have worked enough to be eligible for social security on your own record, then you, you can, of course, get a benefit based on that, based on your working history, okay? Now, you can also potentially get a benefit based on your spouse's working history. And generally, how this works is the higher earner, okay, because their benefit's going to be higher, then the higher earner record is going to affect the lower earner's record. And the lower earner will be able to take a spousal benefit based on the higher earner's record. Now, I'm not going to dig into the numbers, but the biggest confusion that I have seen is that people assume that people can start that spousal benefit whenever they want, and that's not true. So, when, once you hit 62, from age 62 till 70, you can start your own benefit whenever you want, okay? That's the window. That's the eight-year window that you can start your own benefit based on your own working record. You can take spousal benefits at any point as long as the spouse that you're going to be taking spousal benefits off the record from is already taking benefits, okay? So, for example, this is kind of a classic example. So, let's say a, a couple are the same age, same exact age. They're both age 62 and they're trying to find a strategy that makes sense for them. And they say, hey, one spouse is the higher earner. And let's say that spouse says, hey, I'm the higher earner. I'm going to delay benefits as long as I can because I've made more and it's going to make bigger, a bigger difference. But the lower earner, hey, why don't you just take benefits right away because we want some income now and I'll delay mine and it should all work out. Perfect. Well, if the lower earner is taking benefits but the higher earner is not, then the lower earner cannot take spousal benefits at that time. They have to wait. So what's going to happen is the lower earner is going to start their benefits based on their own record. Okay. And then the higher earner is going to start whenever they start. And then once the higher earner starts, then if the spousal benefit that the lower earner could be eligible for is higher than what they're already receiving, then they'll get that higher amount. Okay? I just wanted to clarify that. There's been some confusion. And it's an important thing to know. Because that could mean hundreds of dollars every month. Um, and thousands of dollars, definitely, over the course of a few years. Just by understanding kind of how that works and the best way to strategize. So, that's the first thing. Spousal benefits, very, very, very important. Next, this is an actual question, I'll read it to you. It says, hey, I work for the VA. My first year of employment was, an was as an intermittent nurse. Does this count as part of my years of service? Also, I have 10 years of service and my, hit my MRA, my minimum retirement age, great. I retire without, I am retiring without collecting TSP. At 62, I'm going to start taking money from my TSP. And also, do I qualify to start my health care benefits at that time? 
Okay, so let's break this down. The first question she had was her first year as a nurse at the VA was as an intermittent nurse, okay? Now, whenever you have, let's say, temporary time or intermittent time, anything like that, the one thing that you're going to want to know is are you paying or were you paying into the retirement system, okay? You can go look back at pay stubs and things like that. But if, if you were paying into the retirement system, the FERS retirement system, I'm not talking about the TSP, I'm talking about the FERS retirement system, okay? This is a system that eventually pays out your pension in retirement, okay? So if you were paying into the system, then odds are it's very, very likely that time will count towards your retirement. But if you were not, and most of the time, temporary time and intermittent time, do not pay into the system, okay, most of the time. And if that's you, if you did not pay into the system during that time, then that time will not, generally, it will not count for your, your um, retirement when it comes to eligibility, calculating your pension, things like that, okay? So definitely look back, check your time, making sure you're using the right numbers for your retirement planning. So, something to think about. Now, there are a, a couple nuances. Basically, if you had time before 1989, okay, let's say you started before 1989 and you had some temporary years. Well, what you can actually do, you can actually buy that time back. Let's say you didn't actually put money into the system, well, you can buy that time back as long as it, it was before 1989. Unfortunately, most people nowadays don't have time before then, right? And nowadays, you cannot buy back temporary time or intermittent time. You can't, right? It's been suggested a few times with lawmakers, but nothing has happened, right? So up to this point, you can't. You can't buy back time. It just doesn't count, okay? So make sure, make sure, make sure in planning your career, all these things, you, um, you pay into the system if that's important for your retirement, okay? So that's the first kind of piece of this question. The next is, hey, it looks like she's gonna be retiring with an MRA or minimum retirement age plus 10 retirement. So a little background on this type of retirement, you can retire right away as long as, of course, you meet your minimum retirement age and you have 10 years of service now. For every year, between when you stop working with that retirement and when you're actually eligible for a full retirement, then you're gonna get a 5% reduction to your pension, okay? So for example, let's say you are 57, okay? And you retire with an MRA plus 10, and you're not actually gonna be eligible for an unreduced pension until 62, so that's five years, okay? So that means your pension's gonna be reduced by 25% permanently by retiring with that retirement. Now, it doesn't always, that while, while that reduction is substantial, sometimes it still makes sense to leave. It, sometimes it does, just depends, right? Um, so just understand that that reduction is coming into play. And what you can do, however, is you can postpone that retirement or your pension. Basically what, what that means is, hey, you retire at 57 or whatever age you do, as long as it's your minimum, reti minimum retirement age or later. Okay, you retire at 57, you can postpone your pension to not get the reductions. So what you could do, let's, let's use the same example. Let's say you're eligible for the MRA plus 10 at 57, but you're not actually eligible for the full unreduced pension until 62. Okay, 
what you can do, you can postpone your pension until age 62. So for those five years, you're not getting a pension, okay? You're not getting a pension at all, but at 62, you get a pension and it's unreduced. So that 25% that I talked about before, that's not there, right? It's unreduced and you get the full amount for the rest of your life, plus, of course, cost of living adjustments and things like that, right? And at 62, your FEHB starts back up, okay? You can get it again. But again, during those five years, what are you going to do for income? What are you going to do for health insurance? That, that's the big thing when it comes to postponing your retirement. And the common situation where this may be relevant is, let's say you're 57. Say, hey, I'm done working for the Fed. I want to go work as a contractor. I want to start my own business. I want to do something else where I'll be able to get health insurance. That's not the big deal. I want health insurance when I retire. But during this five-year gap, I'm going to be covered. And I'm going to have income. So that's not a big issue. Well, great. Hey, take the, you know, postpone your pension. You'll pick it up at 62. You'll pick up your, your health insurance at 62. Um, but you're going to be doing something else in the meantime. So it'll work out fine. So that can be a common way. Just know know what you're getting into with an MRA plus 10. And if, if all the ramifications work for you, great. Hey, take it. It is a great opportunity to leave a little earlier than you might otherwise be able to. So I hope that was helpful. Have a great rest of your day. Again, if you have any questions, there's a link in the description below and you can definitely submit them. That's the first place I go when I'm, I'm planning these episodes. Definitely submit it there and it will definitely help me see it and you may be aired on one of these episodes. So have an incredible, incredible rest of your day and I'll see you next time.